Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Kraken Captain. Well, that's January in the books for the Kraken and a little bit of February as well. The All-Star Game break already happened. We're, we were first place in the division with games in hand on both Vegas and L.A. leading up to our return to action. We rode the waves to some nice highs and some lows. But we weathered it all, and uh, when I look at this team, I grow more confident every day in saying that this is a playoff team, although the race in the Pacific Division is close, very, very close. Um, and we did have quite a hangover after the All-Star game. Uh, what about you, Doug? What do you see from the Kraken? Well, I saw in January the Seattle Kraken top the Pacific Division for the first time since they became a team. Saw Vince Dunn was the NHL's third star of the month for January. I'm seeing a Kraken team that is poised for the playoffs and thriving in the excitement. I saw the Kraken beat the best team in the league on the 12th when they beat the Bruins. And they're still the only game to beat them in regulation in Boston this year, I believe. Yeah, I saw Beniers take an ugly check from behind while he didn't have the puck in that Vancouver game. I'm not happy about that. That was a dirty hit. And I'm hearing a lot of chatter. You know, the trade rumors are flying ahead of the trade deadline coming up on March 3rd. So uh, where should we start, JB? Well, we got to get into the Maelstrom. I think we got to kick it off right where we did last time with this episode's three stars, right? And, three stars uh, of the week. <laughs> right. Of this week's episode. Yeah, and we're, we're uh, starting with Vince Dunn. Like you said, he was the third star of the month for January in the whole NHL, and he's been on a tear. Five goals and 12 assists for 17 points in 15 games in January. He's looking and good. He continues to look good in February, too. His defensive presence is definitely felt. Him and uh, Larson are just making quite the duo out there, putting the minutes up. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I think they're the two Ironmen, too. They've got to be one of maybe only three people that have played every game this season, I think. Yep. Probably. So, yeah. Yep. Second star of, the, of this episode, we're going to go with Eli Tolvanen with eight goals and two assists, two assists since his first start in January. He's looking good, too, huh? Oh, my God. I, uh, I thank our lucky stars that the Predators put him on waivers. <laughs> Every week, it seems like he, he is just showing up. And I'm pretty sure at least four of those goals are power play goals, which, you know, the Kraken have been looking for ways to improve on special teams. And so he's been, I think, irreplaceable. It's it's interesting to watch, you know, this 
uh, it's kind of Donato geeky, but they had that one game where they took Sprong out and everyone's like, not Sprong, you know? <laughs> and so who's rotating out? Cause clearly Ellie Tolvanen is not coming out and he's producing way too much. So yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, he kind of compliments Sprong, you know, in a really good way. Like if you put those two guys on separate lines, you have like a really good shooter. Yeah. And then I think you, you, know? you do the same thing on the power play units. Ellie, you know, is one and, and Sprong's on unit two. And you have those kind of, they have that similar heavy shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Pulling so, it in. Yep. They, they know how to score goals. And then last star, gotta be, gotta be big rig. He defends Matty Berniers after uh, that bad hit from Tyler Myers. He didn't actually fight Myers, but um, he throttled a teammate of his on the very next puck drop after that hit. Kind of sends that message like, hey, we're not going to tolerate that stuff. Um, I'm sure if Myers had been on the ice, it would have been Myers. <laughs> so <laughs> For um, sure. It'll be interesting to see what happens when you know they play each other next, which isn't till April 4th. And, you know, we could be in the thick of trying to win first push place it, in the division. The playoffs, yeah. So it's kind of like, at that point, do you just tell your guys, like, look, I know everybody is, wants a little justice, but let's let's nobody break a hand right before the playoffs. Let cooler heads prevail before the playoffs, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was next week, it'd be like, that, yeah, go that, ahead. Uh, that rivalry is definitely heating up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we finally beat them, so... You can't have a rivalry if you can't win, but yeah, we we beat him in that game. Was it six to one? And they try to take out Matty Berniers. BS. Yeah, they were they were headhunting him the whole game. Yeah, well, we'll talk and about they that did. later. They ended up taking him out, and that's it's you know kind of BS how it happened. Yep, yep, totally. Well, let's go into everything else that happened in January here. The Kraken kick off January by going on an eight game win streak including a record seven wins on the road and became the last undefeated team in 2023 while handing losses to teams like Toronto, Buffalo, and Boston, all on the road. But when they came home from tired from the road, they lost a game to a tough Tampa team in the greenhouse. From there, it's been a bit back and forth, dropping close games to the Oilers and Avs, but finally beating Vancouver in the regular season, getting run out of our own building by the Flames, but... Finishing strong against the Blue Jackets. Right, up and down, right? I mean, that lo- it's just it's tough because they had they played so well on the road. At seven it was eight game winning streak, but seven games in a row on the road, beating teams like Boston. Then they come home and you think they're gonna have like, you know, some some steam with the home home crowd and everything, and they drop, you know, drop the game to the Oilers and drop another game to the Avs, and it's like, oh God. And then, yeah, then they get run out of Climate Pledge by the Flames. But um, I mean, it's like it's a little bit of inconsistency, you know, you're seeing. But, like, the the stretches of road wins are just keeping us up there at the top of the division. Right, right. Or, I mean, clo- I think, or close to it. Right. Or close to it. Yeah, and I think the thing to note there is, you know, every team's going to have bad games, but it's how you bounce back. And so... You know, rallying after a bad night against Calgary to come, you know, back in a back-to-back and bring the energy and beat the Blue Jackets. Um, you know, the Blue Jackets are 
statistically the worst team in hockey. So you should beat them, and they handily did. So showing up and, and doing that and beating the teams you're supposed to beat, you know, I think that's important. So that response, you know, dropping that heartbreaker to the Avs in the shootout and coming back to trounce the Canucks, you know, the next night. Or not the next yeah. night, but the next game. And then, you know, you have bad nights and you see how this team responds. And that's one of the things that really gives me confidence. And we've seen it in February. We had, you know, a horrible East Coast. Like, we had a horrible All-Star game hangover. The boys are just partying in Cabo. Yeah, you're expecting, or- to, see them, expecting to see them do well on the road again because that's what we've been seeing from them consistently this season. And then... It, yeah, that was a pretty rough East Coast road trip thus far. Right, but they did uh, they did beat Philly, so yeah, yeah. Cross that one off yeah, the list. It's, Tampa it's, is now the only team that the Kraken haven't beat. Oh, nice. Well, the Kraken do need to improve at home. Uh, they were thirteen, ten, three at home, sixteen, five, and two on the road. But fifteen of the last thirty-three games are at home. And that's 30 potential points that we need to establish home advantage. Cease the majority of those because we have three separate road trips in the final quarter of the season that are at least four games or more. So let's face it. We have aspirations for the top of the division. It's going to be a battle and it's going to end with Vegas. So we need to take advantage of that home crowd. Right. And we have two games at the end of the season, not back to back, but I think they're tight and those are probably you know if we stay on this trajectory those games are probably going to decide top spot in the division so you know we've had some success on the road and uh i think we just need to bring some of that home so yeah definitely yeah but in other news we finally got some donskoy info he apparently suffered his seventh concussion during training camp, and he's been suffering from headaches and vertigo. Um, he's now training and uh, recovering, but he's yet to take the ice. I remember when Crosby missed that long stretch with the concussion issues, like a lost season pretty much, and I got the scoop from Twitter. A friend from Finland read a local article and helped with uh, translation, so shout out to Illa Henkinen. Um, She said he is eager to return, but health is first. And even though he has seven concussions, he has not yet thought about ending his career. That's good to hear because the article I read just kind of like hinted that that it was pretty much going to be it for him. Which, you know, would be seven concussions. Pretty understandable if he did decide to, but we would all love to see Don Skoy back on the ice. Yeah, it's nice that, you know, we have Ellie Tolvanen to kind of keep up the Finn spirit on the team for sure. But, uh, yeah, I miss Donskoy. He was one of my faves when we picked him up from the abs, and it's a bummer to have him out. And, I, yeah, I hope he comes can come back. But, you know, yeah, concussions are no joke that we've seen, you know, with other athletes in other sports that sometimes you just have to think about that. I'm guessing his – you know, medical team has got a plan and they're trying to stick to it and whatever. And so it's nice to know finally, you know, somebody has come out and said something about the guy because we're just. You know, yeah, yeah, it is nice dark. to know. It's not just left left in the wind. 
Right. So, yeah. So that's that was January and early February for this team. Um, guess we uh, maybe should talk about the uh, the trade rumors. I gotta say, yeah, there's been a bunch of them flying around. Huh? Uh, I'm really happy that the Bo Horvat, Shane Wright rumor got put to rest pretty quick. And we, in fact, we just yeah, me too. we had to play Horvat after the All Star break on his new team. So, um, yeah, it was a little silly to me to think that you know after all the things that Ron has said about the way he wants to build the franchise that he would somehow trade away Shane Wright to get Bo Horvat. Especially if you're not going to be able to re-sign him, because uh, yeah. his contract was going to expire at the end of this year. It's like what for a, a lease? I don't think so. So that mm-hmm. one, that one getting done and out of the way is uh, nice. I think. Yeah, and then we heard we heard one about getting Gosh Dispy here from the Coyotes, which makes a lot of sense because Ron Francis is big on defense and he's a big D man and he'd be another uh, top four D man for the. For the Kraken. Right. And we've had some injuries really... with Schultz out and stuff. So, um, it's another big, taking on another big contract, too, you know? Right. But we went out and got a guy from the Sharks. Yeah. Magna from the Sharks. Yeah. Magna. Big 6'6. Big, big dude, 250. Big, big dude. I think he's like the second biggest. Biggest dude on the roster now besides uh, the big rig. Yeah. I kind of feel like yeah. after what happened to uh, Bernier's, Ron was like, all right, we got to go get another bodyguard. We <laughs> need another big guy up in here. Yeah, and he, you know, he played, so. watching him play when he got in, he looked pretty solid. I guess he's uh, been partnered with Carlson all year over at the Sharks and you know, if you're if you're good enough to keep up with that guy, I think you got that's a pretty good, pretty good shot on your resume for sure. Because Carlson's a, a a heck of a D man, so um, pretty cool. I heard to see they're getting that. rid of him too. Sounds like San Jose's on fire sale. Yeah, well, you know them and the Ducks are the bottom feeders, uh, so called. They're they're the ones at the bottom of the division, so. Uh, yeah, got to sell, and and so that's another reason why I think Coyotes, you know, are on the list. Like, who can they get rid of and get some, get some uh, draft capital and whatever? So, Gustus be here probably not going to happen after getting Magna, but and, you know, right. it was same not, thing. Not clearly not out of the realm of possibility because that's the move that he he's made so far, Ron. Uh, right. Before we move on from the Coyotes, though, I do want to say I feel like. You know, that team has done pretty well considering what they've had to deal with this season with their their stadium and, and where, where they're playing. I mean, people are actually saying that it's it's been pretty good. So, you know, I just got to shout that out. It's kind of interesting how, you know, that inside that room, that team is like, hey, we didn't do this. We're not the owner of this franchise. And it's probably bonded those guys pretty well together. So uh, kind of an interesting little tidbit, but I just wanted yeah. to mention that. Exciting for them. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll be back into the full-size arena soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, somebody in the league office, I'm sure, is working on it because 
Revenue. I think I read something that they're getting it squared away. Yeah, I just wonder, well, probably right back at where they were, I'm guessing. Right. <laughs> just of course. Just with somebody in, behind the scenes like, we'll pay. We'll pay the rent. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, the other ones uh, that we've been tight. There's actually a couple. There's two on the offensive side. Two trade rumors. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Timo Meyer uh-huh. from the Sharks. So and O'Reilly's on the Blues, right? O'Reilly's on the Blues. Um, we have had success getting players from there. Uh, Schwartz and Dunn. So uh, I, you know. You bring Ryan O'Reilly in, I don't know. He might be a little too expensive. That's true. Uh, He's going to come with a big contract. Too. Yeah, we did just make a deal with the Sharks. So maybe Ron yeah, calls so and he's like, hey, you know how we uh, just struck a deal <laughs> for Magna? That felt pretty good. You want to go again? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, and then it's like, well, why didn't you just do it like at that time? I don't know. That's right. They, I think that if that was going to be part of the thing, they would have just made it part of the thing. Right. So O'Reilly's an interesting one, though, too, because you know he's he's a pretty aggressive player. Yeah. Big, strong guy. You know what I mean? So like, a lot of our offensive guys aren't really that big. Right. Right. And you're seeing Beniers getting knocked around. So that kind of, that kind of makes some sense, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean everything's got to fit right, you know. So exactly. Um, does it? I'm surprised I, they didn't pick up Tarasenko. Honestly, I know. Like, Where I'm did su- he end up going? I know that was the other one. He's on the Rangers now. He's on the Rangers. Oh, he went to the. That's Gordon right. And game. then we we played them. Oh, dude, yeah, they smoked the Kraken. That was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Did we play? Yeah, too. Yeah, it was bad, but good for them. I mean, that that to me signals that the they just busted their window wide open. But you know, for the next two years, I think the Rangers have got to be, you know, in the conversation for the Stanley Cup. Obviously, they have to prove it, but they have the goalie now, and they have all the firepower that they should need. Yeah. To yep, they do have a good done. team. So. I would expect a late push from or a deep push from yeah. the Rangers yeah, hopefully, this year. Hopefully, past the second round this right. year. Right, we'll get see. them into the get them into the conference final. Uh, they yeah. just missed it last year because Tampa just kept finding ways to. Tampa's hard, yeah, yeah, to get it done. Um, but yeah, so but circling back to Ryan O'Reilly, yeah. I, I think that he would be a good fit, and I do think it's because of what you said. Like, he's a more physical um, presence, you know, as far as yeah. forwards are concerned. And I think that mm-hmm. adds a little bit of that nasty edge um, and changes things a little bit. But I don't, I'm not yeah, exactly sure I... where he fits. Does he, because you're talking about, you know, Berniers and a lot of money, you're not going to want to put him on the third line. Right, yeah. So is he? Yeah. Does he like bump Berniers and he becomes top top center automatically? Maybe, or maybe two. But you don't. He's not going any lower than two. And so, you know, who's that? And then you got to think down? about what his contract looks like too, because it'd be the same thing. Like the team could definitely use someone like that 
to get through the playoff push. You know, yeah. he's a Stanley Cup champion also. Yeah. And so, you know, having some guys that can go seven-game series after seven-game series, you know, and play physically is what we're going to need if we're going to get out of the first round. That's for sure. Yeah. So they got to make some moves before the third. I don't think Ronnie's done yet. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, see what we do. But I think, you know, we're solid in the bottom six. Like those high energy lines and it's like guys that are going to gonna go out and forecheck, um, you know, guys like Sprong and yeah. Panev and stuff like that. So I don't know. You know, Ryan O'Reilly seems like a pretty good option. And then you just... Once again, you're bumping somebody down the noodle, whether it's geeky or whoever. And and the mm-hmm. other thing about Ryan O'Reilly is he wins faceoffs. He can he can win faceoffs. So it there's a lot of facets to that that I really like. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's for sure. If I was GM, I'd be losing sleep <laughs> until yeah, he was on my team or sure. somebody else picked him up. Mm-hmm. Got to pull that trigger, Ron. I don't know. That's why I'm not the GM. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's why they got a whole team of people looking into what they're going to do. And it's not me or you. Right, right. But we'll pick it apart afterwards. <laughs> right, exactly. So we didn't go get Tarashenko or Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, all right. You want to talk about the All Star break and and Maddie Bernier's missing it, or do you want to talk yeah, about the, the East Coast road trip bad. first? I, didn't, I really didn't expect him to be out as many games as he was, <clears throat> and I definitely didn't expect him to miss the All Star game because of it. Right. But when you get illegally checked from behind, when you don't have the puck and you're not expecting something like that, you know. Yeah, and I've watched it over and over and over. And Myers, you know, initiates contact away from the play and then fully extends his arms. He's six foot seven or whatever. So he lifts Matty Berniers up off of the ice and, you know, he slams down the way that he did and his head bounces off the ice. It was horrible to watch. And it, it makes no sense for so many, on so many levels, because the league, I think. Personally, the league is the one that wanted Matty Berniers in the All-Star game in the first place because, you know, he's young and talented and he brings a lot more eyes than maybe like McCann would um, Mm -hmm. to the league and to the All-Star game for, you know, for viewership and all that. And then you have, uh, as far as I'm concerned, a dirty hit and a legal play. Definitely. That they didn't even, they didn't even bother to review. Like player yeah, safety didn't not even, even review it. Review it. I think he should have got at least a, a at game least or a two game. suspension. Yeah, or a fine or something. I mean, it was totally uncalled for. Which you know also even puts it even more onus on the players to be like, fine, we'll seek our own justice. <laughs> like you know, this is how like games happen where everyone in the like opening. Puck drop just drops the gloves and starts fighting. Gloves. And that's yeah. like, that's on the league. Cause if they took care of business, that type of stuff wouldn't have to happen. Cause now that's somebody right. is going to be like, we got to, like, 
we got to let them know because the league certainly mm-hmm. isn't doing it. Um, so it, it was really, I, I didn't like seeing it and I didn't like everything after it. And the fact that he missed the all-star game, it just, it really sucks. And, you yeah, know, and it's, it, it's like, you know, it kind of goes a little deeper too. Cause it's like, Beniers is basically his rookie season. He played a few games at the end of last season. Right. But this yeah, is basically 10. his first season where he's playing all four, you know, all every game. Yeah. He's the star player. You know what I mean? He's, the big talent, the classy world class Olympian. Yeah. On um, the Kraken, you know what I mean? And for the team to just go out and be headhunting him like that, like they were just out out to hit him the whole game. Yes, no respect, man. Yeah. I mean it's like, come on. I guess that's hockey, but take it easy. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, everybody if likes you to see wanna... everybody likes to see a good hit, right? A good hit is a good hit, yeah. but like not like from behind, dirty hits like that is garbage. Yeah, and if you want to play a, a sp- specific gritty brand of hockey within the rules, I think that's great and that's fine, and that's a great identity to have as a team. It's probably going to get you, take you a long way, uh, but there's a difference between that and what we saw, I think. Uh, where you're For you're sure. talking about headhunting him, you know, the whole game, especially in a game where you're down by five, you know. Yep. Where it's the game is over, and it's yeah. it just yeah, it really sucks. It was uncalled for. Yeah. So you know, there's a big part of me that definitely wants the Kraken to to meter out their own brand of justice but i like i said i know that that game's going to be it's like the, one of the last like five games of the season <laughs> so you just got to like be smart about where we are at that point and the the justice will be making the playoffs while the canucks you know have to go home and play golf that's right and that's how so, it's going to go too right okay well I guess we can wrap it up by talking about this East Coast road trip and the uh, the All Star Game hangover. What is going what, on? What happened? I know they had some time off. None of them played. Right. I, you expect them to come back with some tenacity, right? Yeah. Totally and flat. Now- you know what else happened? And this is, I think, this is the biggest story of, of all this. And I don't know if this is because, you know, how physical or you come back and you're you're not quite in the shape you need to be in or whatever. But Andre Barakovsky had that no-contact injury and he's been put on IR. Now, yeah. unfortunately the way the league is, we could be in another Donskoy situation where we just never find out a timeline. You know what I mean? He's on an IR with a lower body injury, and that may be like all we get. But no contact injuries, non-contact injuries where people pull up like he did, I typically are not good news. You know? So I, and he's our point leader. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you, there's all it's the, going to be tough for the team without him. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I that was like 20 seconds in on the first game of that road trip. 
his first shift. And it's like, you know, obviously could be a freak accident, but it's like, man, it's you know, we party too hard in Cabo, man. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but I mean, those those guys, yeah, they just so that one to me is the biggest bummer of this whole thing. And yeah, four four to four to nothing shutout against the Islanders is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean Sorokin's they're, good. They're a good but... team. They're a good team. Yeah, Sorokin's real good. But I mean I don't think the Kraken should have lost that one. No. Well, they shouldn't they it's certainly like, shouldn't have been blown out like that. They were getting right. walked all over. It's like they completely lost their identity and I saw a lot of that like leaving your goalie hanging out to dry and like all right, well Yeah. Here we go. And, and we've but, you know, it took the whole road trip, but they kind of yeah. like started to get back to their brand of hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, two nights later, they lost to the Devils. The Devils are a hell of a team. This the year Devils are also, a good team, the and they're going to be doing really well. They're going to be. I in think that the mix. Uh, Jack Hughes was injured for that game. Yeah, he was. Yep, Jack which Hughes was out. Should have been Barikoski the only like uh, advantage that we would have had. Right. Um, but. You know, it wasn't to be that night or two nights or the next night in at Madison Square Garden when they lost the Rangers six to three. But yeah, that four three victory over Philadelphia. Yeah, so that New York Rangers game, I think, is the game that like pulled us back from the brink because that that game could have gotten out of control just as easily, but. They that's when I felt like the most like they battled, you know, and they they found ways to it was a close game. produce points. And that one it was it was five three, you know, and they scored the empty netter. So they were you know, they were clawing and fighting, and at least that you can I can deal with, you know. Because yeah. you're like, I can see the hard work and everything and yeah, and they're putting you know, the work. The Rangers in. are a hell of a team, so you know it's nothing to to be mad about losing to the Rangers, as long as you're fighting like that. And then, yeah, the next night that carried over into that Philadelphia game, and it probably was like foreshadowing that the Eagles were going to lose because the Phillies, the the Flyers rather, couldn't couldn't beat the Kraken. <laughs> At home, and and turns out the Eagles could be the Chiefs. So the city of Philadelphia was not not happy. <laughs> there was no sports harsh weekend for left unscathed. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that one I'm sure felt good for Hackstall. He gets a win against his former team finally. And uh, oh yeah, definitely. Like I said, we crossed that one off our list, and now it's just the the. Tampa Bay Lightning that's left, but the only way we're going to beat them this season is if we play them in the Stanley Cup, so. Mm. I don't know. They could make it for a third, make it a record third year in a row, but I doubt that. Between the New Jersey Devils and the Rangers, I think it's going to be a bit tougher battle. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. So Playoffs are going to be tough for everyone. They always are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. No doubt. That's hockey, baby. Yes, sir. That's cracking hockey. So 
Yeah, now we uh, we play what the Winnipeg Jets uh, on yes. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! Happy Valentine's Day! Yeah, hug someone you love. Kiss your sweeties. Yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully we can win that game, and then we got a big homestand, and we can we can roll up some points. But right now we're like locked in, not locked in, but we're in second place, second place in the division. But it's so fluid because I think the the Oilers are like have the same record as us, except we have we've played one less game. So it's so it's super tight. I think Calgary everything's tight, tight race. Yeah, tight race in the Pacific. So it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be tough. You don't want to be on the outside looking in 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 this division. I think you want gotta be in that top three. So we gotta stay up. The truth is, we just got to stay on it and start winning games at home. I think so. When we get to this home, yeah, keep battling. Gotta gotta pull some games out for sure. Get some victories going. I see good things coming up. I don't think Winnipeg's gonna win. That's my that's my prediction for tomorrow's game. <laughs> the Jets are gonna be too busy sh- shooting down uh, Chinese spy balloons to mm. to come to the game. <laughs> oh boy. Right, the Jets and their Sidewinder missiles. Yeah. Uh, well, I like that. I'll take that. We'll we'll take that one, and then uh, I'm taking my mom and my brother to the Red Wings game on Saturday. So, <laughs> nice. Red Wings are a plucky little team, but I think we should be able to beat those guys. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So there should be a couple. Of, there should be a few points. Few points for the crack and then gather up, put them in the bag. Yes, sir. Well, speaking of putting things in the bag, should we wrap this episode up? Yeah, I think we shall. Let's do it. All right. Kraken Captain's podcast is the original Kraken podcast. And JB and I want to thank all of you, Crack fans, for listening. We're hockey lovers. Doing it for the love, but also doing it for you. Let's go cracking! Let's go cracking! We would love to hear from you, so tweet us at Cracking Captains. But keep your head up, because another episode is coming real soon. Hello out there, we're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.